Some men do say King Arthur is not dead, but by the will of our Lord Jesus sleeps, yet to awake, deathless and reassure us. And therefore is it that grave where he is laid, this legend hath that still his kingdom keeps. Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Still His Kingdom Keeps, a creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Merlin. And we're back in the back half of season two. We've only got like five episodes left, Chris, of season two. The show goes wow. so I, fast. We're cruising, dude. We're cruising. We're cruising through and we're we're cruising with the help of all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week uh, who donate money every month to get access to our Discord server to get episodes of this podcast early, to get exclusive content, and uh, just to support their boys, me and Chris. So if you're doing that, thank you. And if you have considered doing that, please do. We would appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, Chris, back to Merlin. This is a good episode, man. This is this is this, this is, is a great episode. Yeah, I love this shit, dude. We've had a. They let Arthur do some some acting. They Arthur does some acting. There's some moral quandaries. Uh, there's some there's some there's some stuff happening. There's some mm-hmm. some code violations. Mm-hmm. Uther comes off as probably the worst he's ever come off as in this entire yeah. episode, show, which is saying yeah. something. I uh, don't know if anyone's pointed it out yet, but Uther is definitely like problematic for sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah uh every joke that dude tells he starts it by looking over both shoulders right like he's he's definitely a problematic kind of dude no Um, offense but uh no offense guys but uh i uh yeah uther is is not it's weird and we're gonna get into this episode i don't want to i don't want to jump to conclusions he might be the bad guy (laughs) he could be he could be i don't think that he is specifically on purpose evil I think he just has found a path to evil by mm, choosing yeah. the the path of least resistance in every opportunity. Like yeah. he just he just yeah. keeps doing the easy thing every single time that he can, and it leads him to eviler and eviler circumstances. Uh, it's kind of like get real into life. It. Before we get into the episode, remind us what's happening, Chris. Um, let me take a peek down memory lane. Mm. Last time on Merlin, when Merlin tried to smoke a horse, he accidentally ignited a satanic panic in Camelot. Riled up and still reeling from his divorce, Uther decided to call in Aridian, the witch hunter, an act that put Gaius Morgana and Merlin in grave danger. In the end, Merlin put a frog in the witch hunter's mouth and indirectly pushed him out a window, saving the day once again. I wrote this a couple days ago, it's and good. I'm a little surprised by the things I said in here. It's very <laughs> good. Apparently is fresh off a divorce. A satanic panic true, in Camelot but... is extremely good. I like that a whole lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what happened. That's what happened. 
we're going to be covering Merlin season two, episode eight, the sins of the father. This came out on November 14th in 2009. It was directed by Metin Hewson. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong and written by Howard Overman. When a mysterious warrior challenges Arthur to a duel, no one could possibly predict the devastating chains, chain of events that is set in motion. Least of all the young prince himself, Arthur and Merlin mm. soon find themselves on a strange quest at the behest of the beautiful Morgaz. Through her, Arthur discovers a dark secret which threatens to bring about the downfall of the kingdom. Um, let's get this right out of the way because I think this show does something really, really bad with Morgaz, which is uh, put her in the room with Morgana so that you just think the two of them are about to kiss all the time. And they're yeah, I think that I think they might be related. No, they, no, no, they they say in this episode that they're half sisters. Okay. So I just I just want to warn people that like if you got your ship, if you got your ship's knives out that it's not it's not exactly because i mean like when you see the two of them for the first time you're like these two women are about to kiss each other they are They're looking at each other meaningfully yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. um you know that can really only go one of two ways um so we're gonna start out uh with some witchy shit happening uh, this is gonna be more guys she's a uh-huh. uh a, 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 she's a sorceress and she is cast into spell watching arthur and her little like crystal doodad uh, and she says that the battle of, for, for your soul is about to begin. That's a pretty epic way to start the episode, yeah. in my humble opinion. Nobody's ever uh, battled for my soul, that's for sure. No, Nobody's I don't ever... think, no, there's not even, there's not even been a skirmish for my soul. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even think there's been like from... a, like a, like a casual argument between friends about like. You... Not a kerfuffle, no, nothing. No, 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 it's, no, no. Just, it's, uh, it's just, my soul is barren. It's just um, sit there. <laughs> we, we cut from there over to um, Uther, he's knighting some knights, um, telling them about their responsibilities, how they have to live up to the knightly code, how nobody sets an example of the perfect knight better than Arthur. Um, Meanwhile, outside, we see another masked, armored knight cutting their way through the guards, getting closer and closer to the throne room. Um, And this knight comes into the throne room in a big, big to-do and throws down the gauntlet. This all happens in a blur. It's a real fast. Throws down the gauntlet. And Arthur, of course, picks it up. Um, and he asks, hey, um, show me your face. That's the least you can do. And he's quite surprised to see that it's a woman. <laughs> the woman from the cold. <gasps> Shocked, shock and awe throughout the whole, throughout the throne room, uh, including everybody is there. Morgana, Gaius, Merlin, uh, Guinevere, everybody's hanging out at, this, at the nighting. Um, it's the to-do of the day. And yeah, everyone's pretty shocked to find out that it's uh, Morgas who names herself, uh, Which, and then we go directly into the intro. Um, and from there, we go to the library where we get to talk to Jeffrey. Uh, Uther and Arthur are uh, doing the, um, oh, I can't remember, what is the dog basketball movie? Um, uh, Airbud? Yeah, they're doing the Airbud Air thing. Bud. Where they're, they're, they're doing check- the Airbud thing. Like, <laughs> there's no there's rules against women rule challenging knights. Dog can't play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean that a dog could be a knight? We, get, we need to tighten this shit up. We need, really got to tighten um, it up. Um, yeah, so they're like, yeah, there's nothing in the rules that says a woman can't challenge you. Um, these boys are fuming. <laughs> they don't know, oh, yeah. they're they not, don't know they're if not it's chivalry or misogyny or if those are the same thing, but they're fuming. Yeah, they're very, very confused because, like, Uther just in general doesn't want Arthur to risk himself, especially against a woman who has proven herself against, like, four or five knights already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Arthur, like, A, has the misogynist thing of, I don't want to fight a woman, I don't want to kill a woman. Um, and then also, like, if he loses, then he is lost to a woman. And then that, again, that misogynistic way of thinking of, like, oh, I can't lose to a woman either. Yeah. Like, I, it's bad. It's, He's it's really bad got on my masculinity it, if I win her. pinned down here. 
Yeah, yeah, he's he's very complex. He's very confused about all of this. Uh, um, meanwhile, one what? of my favorite things in this yeah. show that happens, and it happens constantly, is uh, Morgana looking out of the window at the courtyard, uh, where she sees Morgaz just like doing some sword stuff down yeah. there. I love. It. I don't know I why love people it. love to just exercise in the courtroom outside of Morgana's window because we've seen Arthur do the same thing uh, when we had. Uh, was it who was it the green knight i don't know <laughs> the cursed knight the, uh, who was brought yeah, back the, to life whenever that knight. guy showed up i'm pretty sure he was just standing outside of morgana's window uh and now Morgos is here too so every, that's just that's the spot that's the fucking spot you see a maiden up in spot. a window you're like that's i'm, po- I'm posting up right down there post it's time for me to pose this is where i do my tiktok dances yeah. from now on and you're, not looking up. you're not looking up at the maiden no you, you kind of gotta you gotta play it cool you gotta act like you don't know she's there um, um, and Morgana mentions like, oh, hey, because uh, Guinevere is, is coming up and like asking questions. And Morgana is like, I feel like I know this girl from mm. somewhere. I know I know this person. Um, uh, we go over to Arthur's room where Merlin has a very tidy hammer. And I just, I'm just assuming that he's like hammering dents out of it's Arthur's The armor? only thing like, that he could be doing with that tidy hammer, unless he has tiny <laughs> the nails. The prop department is just fucking killing it. Like just making me question everything that goes on in this episode. Oh. Merlin stays busy with these chores, but um, yeah, the the conversation kind of just revolves around the same thing that Arthur had with uh, Uther. It's just a little bit more candid, maybe, but he basically, he just feels awkward. He feels awkward having yeah. to fight a woman because he's, I guess, never done so before. I just think that Arthur should know by now, you know what? He doesn't have a mom, and so he doesn't have a strong female figure in his life, but I was going to say, like, he's got Morgana, he's got Gwen, like, these are uh, pre- um, drug-addled mind, I think that Morgana was probably a good example for Arthur. Um, no, he does. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't know what to do. Here. I was literally, yeah. I was really getting myself wrapped up there. I was like, let's just pump the brakes. Chris. Almost, almost as wrapped up as Arthur is, uh, yeah. because he doesn't want to be seen as a coward to run away from this fight or a killer who would just kill a woman. Um, and Merlin points out like kind of the obvious thing, which is, hey, you need to be careful because she has proven herself quite well, and she could use that hesitancy to her advantage. Yeah. Like, and if, it's if not you like are... it's not like you challenged her. Like, you're not yeah. like it's different to like. Like punch a woman, like that's not cool, Arthur. <laughs> but she challenged you to a sword fight. Like she engaged this. Like you're allowed to. It, you're allowed to. Do. She's got yeah. better armor than you, which says something. Let's uh, and let's just like let's just take it as given that this also is just the dumbest premise for a fight ever. That you just can throw a glove at somebody and then yeah. like instantly challenge the the Prince yeah. of Camelot. It's a real dumb system that we're we got ourselves into here. Uh-huh. Uh, Arthur decides like, hey. Uh, Merlin, you need to go see Morgas. Uh, we've put her up in the penthouse suite in Camelot for some reason, even though we don't know who she is. Dude, that's it's cra- so fucking dude, ridiculous. They're, like, they're crazy. They're crazy at this one. <laughs> the, the rules to this thing is, are crazy. She I just, killed what several wanted... guards. She killed several yeah. knights of Camelot. That's murder. It's, that is it's murder. murder, bro. Uh, and now she's going to fight so... the prince tomorrow, and you're just like, well, give her the finest room in the castle. <laughs> So uh, he gives Merlin the job to go talk to her and to get her to uh, withdraw from the challenge. So Merlin does his sneaky sneak, uh, but mm-hmm. instead of just being able to sneak around a little bit, he's instantly confronted by Morgas and her sword at his throat. Um, and he kind of struggles to get the words out, but he's able to like, Arthur sent me, uh, he wants you to withdraw. Uh, and, you know, because he may kill you and he doesn't want to do that. And she's like, I don't think that's going to happen. Yep. I am totally okay with all of this situation that's happening right now. You need to leave and get out of my room. Yeah, she's like, did you not this see is, the way that I she fought had, my way into the Camelot? I, I killed several <laughs> men. Um, she, uh, she's in this room for a night. Uh, and like, I think three people yeah. enter unannounced. They, everyone's coming. It's, it's just like ridiculous. the mysterious armored beauty. Like, whoa, oh, we gotta go. We gotta go knock on <laughs> oh. her chamber door and see what's going on. 
I, w- I wish they would knock. I don't think no. that anybody Merlin knocks. Most they just like open the door. Knock. That's that's to, his trick. Yeah, and I don't think he's Morgana like, hey, if it's does, unlocked, yeah. I'm coming in. Yeah, yeah, that might as well be a you know enter yeah. me side yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Um, we jump over to the tourney site the next day. Uh, Morgana looking awesome, looking amazing in this killer fucking dress. Crowd is getting psyched up. Uh, Merlin is trying to convince Arthur that you know, hey, whatever, no matter what happens, she challenged you. You're not to blame for this. Uh, and then it's time to fight. Uther starts the ceremony. Arthur gives it, gives her, you know, kind of offers her one last time, like, hey, we can we can take it out now. And she's like, nope. Uh, and it's a huge fight mm-hmm. scene, Chris. Uh, I've, I've been on the record before saying I like this stuff, and it doesn't get any worse here. It's, it's great. Stuff. It's uh, stuff. The, the sound effects are so extra, yeah. my man. Like, it's <laughs> just clangs. And, oh, dude, all I, oh, dude, it's so good. Um, and, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a pretty good fight. Arthur is uh, able to score a blow on her arm, and she drops her sword. And he kind of backs off, lets her pick up her sword again. Uh, but then they're back into it. And before he knows it, Arthur ends up getting his ass handed to him. And suddenly he's on his back with the sword pointed at his heart. And prone in this position, she's like, hey, I'll let you live, but you have to come to find me in three days or whatever she says and uh, accept whatever challenge that I give you at that time. So it's either die or accept a new challenge. Those are your two options. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I love this scene for a lot of reasons because Arthur is, you know, this is a way out, but he's also, you know, pretty embarrassed about this situation. Like he obviously did not win. He's the best warrior in the land and all of that. But also there's a crowd shot um, behind, like when she lit, when she puts her arm down to lift Arthur back up after he agrees to this, there's a shot in the back. And then there's a dude who like looks to the guy next to him and raises his arms in a shrug. Like what? Yeah. What yeah. the hell, man? This is a fight to the death. Like, what are the, why are the rules changing? <laughs> like, this went from really dramatic to really, really boring really quick. I need, I and I mean it, I need to see some blood today or I'm going to lose I need it. to see some blood. I am, I don't own anything. All of my possessions belong to the king. This is my only outlet for violence. I, I need, need this. this to be, I need this to be something, says the, the random yeah. extra in the background. He's like, he's like, I'm uh, freaking out, man. I'm freaking out. This has to this has to be a real bummer. Like, it's, imagine like I, I feel like it's the same energy of going to the concert and like being in line, waiting for the dude to show up or waiting for the band to show up, and then the band just cancels at the yeah. last minute. Yeah. Um. And then like you're just you've got all of this like yeah. pin up energy and you've been like you've like, been stretching for the mosh pit all night and and like you're ready to explode. The opener didn't go that hard, but you're like, it's fine, it's fine. I'm I'm all keyed up now. I'm all keyed up. You're three beers in. You're keyed up. You're ready to thrash up that pet. You're 42 years old. You don't belong in that pit with the teenagers, but you're in there anyway. And then they um. And then they cancel. Then what do you do? Yeah, and then you find out that the drummer for Nickelback got an STD, yeah. so he can't perform yeah. tonight. Worst case scenario, <laughs> dude. Worst case scenario. Um, What's the terrifying Nickelback pit? <laughs> <laughs> Look at this photograph. <laughs> I'm crowd killing all night in the Nickelback pit, dude. <laughs> I got my Nickelback shirt on. It says nickel on the front and back on yeah. the back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got a blood stain on it from the last go, time I saw dude. him in 2009. Okay, what do you think I got that in the pit? Haven't watched it since. Watch out, Nickelback pit. Post on Facebook, hard styling <laughs> all week. Fucking nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing. Can't get this energy out. Absolutely. Uh, my wife just texted me and said, "Was that you knocking?" <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, just keyed up from the Nickelback pit. Oh, man. Um, after the fight, Gaius goes to visit uh, Borgas because she you got the cut on her arm um, and kind of just wonders out loud if he knows her. And she's like, I came here as man, a child. Man, they're really treating her like me. royalty around here. 
dude like this chick just rolled up killed a bunch of dudes knocked arthur to the ground threatened to kill him and then walked out of here like you owe me some medical yeah. care crazy <laughs> like, what the fuck crazy. and i guess i mean for morgana and guys are like okay i feel like we know her from somewhere maybe they're treating i just want to know who gave her the room i just want to know uh, yeah who, who what booked, is, what, who, what who are booked the, the penthouse for I gotta know who booked the penthouse for Morgan. I guess I mean Um, uh, you know what we could we could talk about it all day, but (laughs) let's just move along. A guy feels as though he knows her, so that's two people now who feel like they have some sort of strange connection with her. Yes, Um, and this doesn't go anywhere except he notices that she's wearing a uh, significant bracelet. Like there's a a bracelet. Wow, that's quite a Um, it's quite a piece you've got on. (laughs) Yeah, and she's like, if you take it off, it says Nickelback on the inside. Check that out. out. That's awesome. The concert, two thousand nine. Nickelback, he back. says. Like, this does not appear to be made to the moon. Nickel. Um, <laughs> Nowhere is it worn on a yeah. back. I do not understand, Murgaz. Please um, tell me. What are we talking about here? Oh, she's basically like, yeah. So we should get the bracelet. Something's up with the bracelet. It looks like the kind of bracelet that the mm-hmm. witchfinder planted in Gaius's laboratory last week. Hundred um, percent. But uh, she got a lot of those. Yeah, she said around. she hasn't been here since she was a baby. So hey, there's no way that you would know me. Okay, I guess. See you later. Um, and, th- and then we jump to Arthur's room where Merlin is like removing Arthur's armor and he's Arthur undressing is, uh, he's undressing the f- He's undressing. You could say he's undressing him. Uh, Arthur is bemoaning the fact that he has been humiliated, and, Mer- and Merlin's like, "Yep, yeah, absolutely. You, you got owned, <laughs> you definitely bro. Have. You got owned, my dude." Um, and then we jump to Morgana, who makes the second beep, beep. Uh, just spontaneous entrance <laughs> she, she into Morgana's room. Uh, yells beep beep from down the hall, and Morgos looks up like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> and then suddenly she's like, hello, the, the door's that? open. And Never heard of beep beep. Do you, she introduces herself as the yeah. Lady Morgana, which is what I think I should start. Like, I'm going to introduce myself yeah. as the Mr. The Lady, the lady Mosier. You know what I'm saying? Like, presence. this is. Come forth. Yeah, absolutely, dude. The future Lady Mosier. You should get Jess to change her Twitter handle to the future Lady yeah, Mosier. I think that'd be that'd very be cute. Hey, Jess. Hey, Jess. Hey, Jess, if you're listening. Go ahead and take care of that for hey, me. Hey, Jess. Like, four years. Four years I see. I get, I, I'm always going going wild with the bootcut johns in the. Uh, oh, I just knocked something over. I don't know what it was. Um, I'm just not going to look. I'm pretty sure it was Uh-oh. a water bottle. It's fine. <laughs> it was empty. Um, <laughs> we go wild with the Discord names, but I never change my Twitter name. It's always just Chris with the cactus. That's not what we're here to talk about, though. What we're here to talk about is the not no, no. romantic tension between these two. <laughs> it might seem that no, way, but that's not exp- what it is. So Morgana and more ghosts. What a it's, duo, um, dude. Dude, I love them. I love them so much. They uh, they make some awkward small talk at first, and then um, they uh, it, Marco says the like the worst thing you can say to him. I think, which is you look thanks. tired. Great, uh, thanks. Morgan is like, yeah. I, I mean, cool. You know, I take a lot of weird drugs, but I guess that's still coming through, huh? Like, okay, I'll get Gw- I'll, I'll hit Guinevere with a bat so that my makeup Damn. can get better. I guess. Um, Margotta does the thing where, have we met before? No. She sees the bracelet, and Margot says, oh, this was from my mother. And she offers it to Morgana, who says, uh, who is, of course, taken aback by this. Uh, and she refuses and, like, kind of scurries out of the room at this. And, again, if you didn't know at the start of this that they were half-sisters, which is revealed here in just a little while, uh, you would think that, like, I mean, the scene is just packed. I don't know if these yeah. two women just like each other a whole lot or, like, I don't know what's going on. But, like, I've never, ever... I, I don't know, dude. Like you just you just assume that these just, two. Yeah, are you have no reason to su- and, and suspect. Not, I guess other than they're very similar names, but um, you have no reason to suspect that they're siblings. So they feel this connection, and it's it's yeah. I mean, it looks romantic. It looks romantic if you don't know any better. Um, unless we're just we're just corrupted. At and this then point like by 
because we just maybe we're, so. Yeah, yeah. supernatural has made us <laughs> believe Pretty that everybody sure is sleeping flirting. with everybody. I write into my notes at every paragraph. Um, Morgana that night. I think the, I think the, I think it's underwritten or underlined. Excuse me by this next scene where Morgana is sleeping and she's kind of tossing. She's and tossing turning, and turning like and she the just met turns, the love of her life and walked away from it. <laughs> and then Morgana is, is sitting there. Like standing over her, like watching again, her. again. And then this she holds woman up the came into Camelot, killed several men, <laughs> just, she, just randomly showed the up. Prince to a fight to the death, and they again. Where's I have harped Quinn? on this before. Morgana is effectively, I know not entitled, but effectively she is the princess of Camelot, and we just let people into her chambers at all hours. There was an alchemist goofing around in there, putting bugs in her ears. Now we got this woman dropping magical bracelets on her. Like, who is at the? Who's guarding the door? Nobody, obviously. Nobody's guarding this entire wing of fucking Camelot. They're all open. Once you get into the fucking suite, the penthouse where Uther probably sleeps, you're done for. You're done for. That's it. That's it. Like you just you get full Merlin, access. The I amount guess. of chambers that Merlin so, has snuck a... into. What's going on with that? Nope, there's no security on this floor. Uh, probably. Anyway, forty-seven. We know that she's drugged that out. She's not gonna. I mean, well, I was gonna say she's not gonna wake up easily, but I guess she—that's her fucking problem. She can't stay asleep, so that's not an issue. But like, we just gotta protect these people. That's all I'm saying. It just feels like we gotta do more than what we're doing. Uh, because Morgos is able to sneak into this room. Uh, look at Morgana through the bracelet and then cast a spell and then she sets the bracelet down on the end table and like walks away um, and when the camera pans up from the bracelet we see that Morgana is now yeah, resting honestly, peacefully great. Um, great. and we, we, jump, we jump to the next day uh, this is a weird scene for me because like she came in in full armor killing everybody in sight and again I guess they just gave her I a don't horse. know I mean, like, yeah, okay, I don't know. see you later it's just <laughs> where did the horse come from I don't get um, it um, but she she's packing up to go uh, when she tells when Arthur comes up and Arthur very like awkwardly says congratulations on your win you're very mighty you're very skilled swordsman or swords sur- sur- swords woman I don't, and like obviously very confused uh, and Morgos just comes up and is like, uh, oh yeah, you're totally cool. Just remember your promise. And when Arthur isn't looking, she, her eyes flash just like Merlin's do when he's casting a spell and sh- as she's yeah. looking at the horse. Um, and she's like, hey, you need to come to me in three days. And he's like, I don't know where, where, where do you live? I have no, what is going on? And she's like, don't worry about any of that. You will know what you're, t-. and he's like, I, I hate, hate this mysterious hate shit. Just give me a map. I don't, I don't. I don't like riddles. Last time I, I had a riddle, I yeah. had killed a unicorn, and I had to go drink poison. It sucked. It, it sucked. It, sucked. Was it was a bad. maze. Um, but she's she says, "Hey, you showed great honor by letting me pick up my sword when when you disarmed me. You get that from your mother." And he's like, "Hubba hubba, what? Come again? <sighs> what? Uh, um, excuse me? Uh, did you say mom?" She says she knew Arthur's um, mother very well. And he's like, what the fuck? How old are you exactly? Because you look like you're what not that much older than fuck? me. And my mom's been dead for 20 years. I I was going to hit on you, but now I find uh, are you my I'm aunt? still going to hit on you because <laughs> you knew my mom. I, you know, I, what I need what is, is a mom, here? but I could use an aunt still. I, I, I'll take an aunt just and a heartbeat. Any, any female figure about It's just me and my dad, and he's fucked up. <laughs> Just, I mean, he's so fucked up. And Morgana's I got one friend, and it's Merlin, and just, I don't even consider him fully human. So he's 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 more staff he's than more, friend. He's more staff you know what I'm than saying? friends, really. Um, anywho, <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, I knew your mom well." Anyway, bye. Uh, okay. See ya. Uh, Morgana has to be shaken awake by Guinevere. 
um, who is kind of worried at first. And then when Morgana wakes up, she's like, wow, I haven't slept that she's hard. She's like, you were majorly zonked, forever. Big M. And she's like, normally, you're, normally you're I'd be angry that you're calling Big me Big M. M, but I'm so arrested that I kind of like it. <laughs> I'm kind of digging the Big M stuff. Like, can we get back Let's to that? Let's circle back to that. I really, really breakfast. like it. It's not that. Uh, and she's a little confused because she slept all day uh, until she sees the bracelet and realizes that uh, Morgaz left it, left it behind. And that must be the reason she slept so soundly. Um, I love this because it's not resolved mm-hmm. in this episode. Like, we're going to see more of this bracelet like in the episode, but also like the reason all of the Morgana ties are just kind of like laid in front of us. And we're going to pick up that all of that all of that track yeah. later, yeah. right? That's um, really good. Yeah, Morgana just gets a great night's sleep. <laughs> and then we move on, and we don't address it again for now. Uh, meanwhile, Arthur is explaining to Uther the vague promise that he made to Morgas, and of course, Uther isn't happy. Uh, and especially when Arthur mentions that she knew uh, Arthur's mother, uh, Ygrain, Ygrain, I believe. Yeah. Ygrain. I think it's Ygrain. I, uh, I always get confused because there's the character from Wheel of Time, and I'm not sure if that's slightly different. Egwene, Egrain, it's yeah, one of it's them. Spelled, it's spelled, di- it's spelled differently because this is spelled with a Y, Y G R A I N E, Egrain, Egrain, whatever. Um, they they shout back and forth because Uther is kind of that dude, uh, and eventually Uther is like, "No, I refuse to let you go. Uh, that chick is a sorceress. She's telling lies. Uh, guards, grab him. I don't care that you gave your word. Don't let him um, leave. The, don't leave him leave Camelot." Um, and I love the cut here from the guards taking Arthur out of the room to him just like suddenly poking the wall with a <laughs> knife inside his chambers. Like he just looks like uh, a sad little yeah. boy. Right the big, whole thing. big little boy energy here. Uh, Merlin comes in, finds him sulking mm-hmm. in the corner, and um, it's time. It's time to come up with a plan um, because yeah, Merlin. Merlin, I think his first thing is he's like, "I take it we're going anyway. I think I take it we're still doing this." So they have to figure out a way to sneak out. Um, and that night is what they're they're planning to do. Merlin is left to devise the plan, which seems bad. Um, but he goes back to the lab, um, and he sees. Well, he talks to guys a little bit. They're yucking Chris. it up about Arthur's embarrassment. They love that stuff. Uh, and then Merlin tries to like slyly do some chores to distract guys from the fact that he wants to magic some rope, presumably up his booty hole. That's what I thought at the time. Um, I think that I I was incorrect on in that assessment, but. I, th- I thought he was getting a little rope, rope a job, little, you know what I'm saying? He's getting a little <laughs> wrapped little, up, you know what I'm a saying? A little bit of old rope play, yeah. Um, actually, the joke that they do with it, it was, play. was still funny. <laughs> it is, it is, because, um, I mean, we see, and it's always funny when we when we see this stuff, because, like, who would notice a rope snaking its way up Merlin's pants, right? Like, what is Gaius doing? Um, but the next scene, he goes into Arthur's room, he's like, hey, I got the supplies, and Arthur just looks at him and goes, did you? Yeah. Are you bigger? Like, are you? Did you are you, you even fat? Like, no. I just, I just tied a rope around my stomach to walk up to here. Show and the nobody rope noticed, and he's like but so you. Proud of himself. He's so happy with himself, dude. Like, it's so, it's so. He's so excited that this worked. That this whole plan that he put together worked. Um, except it didn't, because as they get ready to, uh, to as they get ready, the plan is for Merlin to hold the rope, and for Arthur to climb down out of his window onto the ground below using the rope um except merlin can barely hold it so like he drops most of the rope and then they realize oh the no. rope is not long enough he stole a very short rope from gaius so which is very arthur hilarious inevitably falls from his window thankfully his his fall is broken by a big pile of dung would love would love to know 
Which one of the servants left that outside of the prince's bedroom window? We don't get AC in Camelot. We got to keep the windows open. This dung is baking in the sun all day, wafting up into the prince's room. What's wrong with y'all? I, dude, we, we've seen them scale like a, like a fucking flush yeah. wall. Like, it's so weird, like, the powers that they give to these dudes sometimes. But, uh, but the, comedy, the comedy of him falling in horse dog and, like, looking up at Merlin with a dirty face is very funny to me. I think that's really good. Um, they're, uh, the they're, next morning, yep. they're in the woods on horseback, galloping along. Um, good thing they brought that same horse. I assume that Arthur's, like, got a horse, a specific one. Um, but it's a good thing that they brought the correct horse because that horse knows the way. Dude, I, you know, I didn't even think about that. Like he could have chosen literally any horse and he'd just been totally lost and never gotten there. He took, you know, cause he, maybe he wouldn't choose Fairfax, the gallant. That's the name of the horse. Maybe he would choose Bruce the Bold, you know? Um, I assume these are the types of names they have for horses in Camelot. I I don't know. If you want me to, Autumn has a uh, note on her phone, which is just potential horse names. I'll alphabetize. You've shared some of these before, and Mm -hmm. as far as I can remember, they were really, really good. Uh, Fairfax was on it, so I think that's where you picked that up from. Yeah, definitely. Definitely (laughs) Fairfax. It just feels like a good good horse name. Also, I'm thinking Shadowfax. Shadow facts, yeah, yeah, of course. Just throw the word fair in front of it, yeah. Um, so yeah, they pick. They luckily they brought this horse because this horse knows where to go. Uh, and as Arthur tries to go down the left hand path, the horse takes him down the right hand path. Merlin is amused and sort of exasperated that they're following a horse. Um, we we check in on Camelot real quick, where Gaius realizes that Merlin is missing, and then immediately reports this to Uther, <laughs> which is very weird. Like anytime Merlin doesn't show up, do you just go to the king? That seems yeah. like a weird. I'm just Honestly, saying. that's kind of snitch behavior, guys. It's kind of. I've had I've, re, I've had a recent work thing where a coworker went in, quote unquote, snitched on me, um, and I, it, it's just it's just weird energy. Where because like I don't know, man. Like you you could just call me and talk to me. Like we're adults. <laughs> like yeah. we're just normal dudes. You could just have a conversation with me. Very strange. Very strange. Um, but Arthur, excuse me, Uther runs to uh, Arthur's chambers and of course finds them empty and like he's so mad that he like physically assaults one of the guards and i know that they're his guards and i guess he can do anything he wants to with them but like he actually like kind of picks one up and like shoves them out and he's and yells at them a lot it's kind of it's kind of bad he's angry he's an angry man he's an angry man sirloin's really taking some heat this episode dude poor sirloin like he is getting like he is just trying to do the right thing throughout everything and like remember like he kind of had a whole situation with the troll wife as well. So, like, this dude has not had a good, like, year in Camelot. Like, yeah. he's probably thinking, it's not, like... It's not Sir Leon's year, for sure. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. He's like, dude, I was, supposed to get, I was supposed to get a sword and go camping, and I can't even do that because I have a shitty boss. Can't even go camping. Can't even go camping. Uh, meanwhile, in the forest, Merlin is doing Merlin stuff, uh, basically just asking Mer- Arthur a ton of questions. Like, what do you mm-hmm. think Morgaz will ask you? Like, what if she asks you for, to do something worse than kill a woman? That would be bad. Like, what does your honor yeah. do then? Uh, and fortunately for Arthur, this gets interrupted by, uh, these aren't bandits. These are guards from a neighboring kingdom that they are, like, illegally yeah. trespassing on. Yeah, they're on Odin's land, and he sent out, um, he sent out the Valkyries to take them down. Yes. And they kill him. They just kill them, you know, as you do. You kill the guards, um, you kill these men. Merlin does a cheeky little, um, I don't think he drops a branch on a guy's head. I think he drops a man on his head from from a tree. No, no, no. Uh, Chris, Chris, it's better than that. Because as, uh, number one, Arthur has to save Merlin via dagger throw. Always extremely, always love to see a dagger throw. Uh, And then as his attention 
is diverted away from Merlin. Merlin looks up and sees a guy in a tree about to hurl a spear at Arthur. And Merlin decides that the quickest way to handle the situation is to set the man on fire. We gotta, we gotta put a stop to this. He's really, that's inhumane. Truly. He's murdering a dude with fire. Like as much shit as we talk about Uther executing people, like Merlin's body count is rising, dude. He's, he's it's about, getting hot. He's, he's about got, to release I mean, him. I don't know how many guys have seen uh, Uther put a sword through. But I've seen Merlin kill a couple guys. I've seen Merlin kill several people, and also also several not people, several non-human beings have died at Merlin's True. hands. So true. Uh, True. They eventually get out of this fight, um, and afterwards, Merlin says, "Like, there's going to be guards everywhere. What are we doing out here? We should go back. Uh, we don't even know where we're going. We're just following a horse." And this is where Arthur finally reveals, "Like, oh, Morgaz knew my mother." Um, and you can tell that this is very impactful on Merlin, and we don't sit with it very very long because we head back to Camelot, where uh, Gaius, who no longer has a servant uh, because Merlin disappeared, is delivering his own drugs to Morgana. Imagine having uh, to do your own job. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh my God, gross. Get me out of here, man. I don't know. Yeah, no he's, he's bringing them drugs to Morgana, and um, she's like, oh, I actually don't need them. Um, I have this fancy bracelet that helped me fall asleep which i wouldn't have mentioned it i would have just been like i'm feeling so much better because if a bracelet is helping you sleep i just what do you think it's made of lavender like it's yeah. not it says it says nickelback on it and, and indeed gaius checks it he's like this mm, it's mm. the same one um, <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. I, I don't know she it's just weird that she's so forthcoming about the fact that a bracelet helped her sleep i uh i uh, maybe it does have a little lavender in it. I, 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 I use some like anti-snore strips sometimes, and these have like a little lavender thing happening. And I swear to God, like they say, like oh, it just relaxes you, it helps you sleep. And I was like, Psh, it's just a smell, bro. There ain't no way. But then sometimes I put that, that lavender on, and I'd be like going right to sleep, dude. Like I, I go. This, right. So this week, this week, I mean, I guess in general, but this week I've had a really hard time sleeping. I think it's partially the heat. And Jess was like, okay, check my bedside table. There's a, a can of, um, or a little bottle of uh, spray lavender, pillow spray, lavender scent. What? I, I fucking sprayed the pillow and I'm, I'm cocked out. Like, to, like that smell, that scent, like just puts me to sleep. I am going to Amazon right now. I'm just going to do it. Lavender pillows. Spray. Lavender pillows. I didn't even know they made pillow spray. I've never thought about that once. Guess what I did? Uh, well, guess what I discovered right before we started recording, by the way? What's that? Uh, very productive morning Jeremy was like, it's time to wash the sheets. <laughs> and then lazy afternoon Jeremy, who's about to go make a podcast, dude, like walks past the bedroom and is like, the sheets are still in the washer. <laughs> dude, literally, I do that so often. Like, I'll get up in the morning, like when I'm working from home, and I'll go put laundry in, and then I'll start my day, and then it'll be fucking 7 p.m., and I'll go back up to my room, and I'll be like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, damn it. Now I have to do a thing. I was ready to, like, lay back, watch some TV. Nope, now no. I I gotta go fucking do this. Now you have to spend thirty minutes, and it's worse if you don't don't even have them dried yet, because then you have no, to like do the dryer put them in the takes dryer, so fucking long, and then you have to wait, and you can't do anything cool because you're waiting for the dryer to be done so that you can yep. go do the horrible thing, so you can just relax without any chores. It's the worst. Sometimes, dude, if I wash my sheets and don't watch my like comforter, mm-hmm. it then I will fucking pull the comforter up, and then I'll forget that I did that. I, the sheets are still <sighs> down there, so I'm like, God damn it! Oh, or if no. I'm washing the comforter, that thing because I'm probably supposed to get it dry cleaned, but I ain't doing that. Um, that thing takes fucking 755 hours to dry. It's yeah. so thick and weird. It's anyway. What are we, Merlin? What are uh, we talking Merlin. about? Why, why are we discussing our bed dressing sorry. with the, with so, the, with sorry, the sorry, audience sorry. right now? Um, <laughs> Thank you for bearing with us, everyone. 
We jump back to the forest uh, where Merlin and Arthur have a conversation about Arthur's mother. Um, Arthur reveals that he never knew her. He died. She died, you know, basically while she was giving birth to him. Um, Uther's never really said anything about her, but he can kind of like, he has a sense about her. Uh, and Merlin mm. says, hey, I have the same thing with my father. I don't know who he was, uh, but mom kind of, re- my mom refused to talk to him, but I just kind of have this idea and uh arthur is like i know this probably seems ridiculous that i'm doing this and merlin now is like on team let's go he's like no yeah. no no. i completely understand like yeah. you want more information about your mom um uh <laughs> i don't know we go to camelot where uh, gaius goes to uther and is like oh this bracelet it's nickelback merch it's from house uh, nickelback you're not house gonna believe nickelback. this but it said he really says like house, and I have no idea what the word totally he said. Totally missed it. I could not totally tell. missed it myself. Totally, I could have gone no back, idea. but I was, t- you know, I was in it. I, I was still touched by the pre- prior scene. Arthur and, and Merlin were sort of bonding a little, you know. I didn't have time to mm-hmm. think of this this house name. Um, if it's not, and here it is, not Stark or Lannister, I can't remember it. Oh, dude! If it's not Lannister or uh, Tyrell or yeah. uh, my dad yeah, recently, he said, them. "Oh, do you know?" such and such and he said a name and i think it was one of like my sister's friends or something and i was like dad i i know every name of every character from game of thrones i cannot remember any real people's names anymore i had to make space <laughs> for brandon the builder or whatever like Look, i can't i, I deleted I, I deleted my facebook so i could memorize the lineage of targaryen's dad okay can you just chill out only so much bandwidth up here <laughs> um, okay. um, Go. stay on stay on target <laughs> So, uh, he says this house name, and apologies to everybody who, who I mean, you know who we are. We're, we would probably mispronounce it anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's only one person that could be wearing this bracelet, and Uther says, oh, it, you know, that person is dead. Like, it was Morgana's half-sister. Uh, and Gaius reveals, like, something that feels, like, extremely important and that is kind of brushed off very quickly. Gaius says, oh, you thought she was dead, but really she was smuggled out of Camelot and entrusted to the high priestess of the old religion. And, and yeah. Uther is like, homie, how the fuck do you know that? Yeah. And why haven't you told me? And Gaius's answer is, A, I, uh, I did it. I and did it. B, it me. Swore an oath. Couldn't tell you. Swore yeah. an oath, bro. Just like I swore oaths to you. I wouldn't swore think that Luther would respect an oath so much. So, you know what? My headcanon no. is just that 20 years ago, they had just enough dealings with these people that he understands Gaius's actions. Current day Uther would be heated. Would be like, no, you can't swear an oath like that. But back then, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't and know. it could be it could be earlier than that too maybe so like maybe this is because Morgos looks seems like she's a little bit older than Arthur of course she is she yes, knew Arthur's yes, mother yes. so she has to be so like she you know she this was probably before like the banning of magic and all of that stuff went down so maybe it's like okay well like I can't I can't I can't put you in jeopardy for some shit that you did before there was a law against it, right? Like, that seems bad. Yeah, um, yeah. So so Uther is just like, whatever, she's alive, now we have to deal with her. Um, and of course, Uther does his typical thing, which is, Morgana cannot know she has a half-secret, a half-sister. It has to be a secret. And I'm like, why? Who yeah, fucking, ca- yeah. just tell the girls something. Jesus Christ. Hey, FYI, that woman, Morgos, yeah, she might. Might actually be your, sister. Be your half sister. Yeah. Um, and and I'm not going to talk about the magic part because I'm Uther and I don't do that. But your dad, your dad was a little bit of a slut. I'm just going to say, your dad, your dad was, was a little slutty. And, it's okay. And listen, listen, it was you know, 
I didn't even know. I didn't even know he was getting around like that, but he was getting around like that. Your, d- your dad um, was wearing booty sister. shorts before, like, we really accepted that kind of behavior. Like, he now doing, booty shorts are super jorts common. before we even knew about jorts. Yeah. Jort cutoffs. Um, and when and we say jort just... cutoffs, we're not talking at the knee. We're talking, like, mid, like, thigh. We're talking, we're talking like, like inches away from from a scrotal reveal from you know party I mean? time inches away um, from party time is what we're talking about for right sure there. that's yeah that's that's what i was gonna say <laughs> morgana um, already has scissors in her hand and it's like it's my family legacy <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> find me some sheets i need some denim immediately some <laughs> uh, okay all right okay they can't take her lightly she's a high priestess or she was trained by powerful high priestesses assumes uther i think he's correct yeah that's correct yeah. Using that. uh, okay back to arthur and merlin they reach a lake. They're like, hey, it's a dead end. But Arthur's horse just tromps right into the lake. We get some pretty cool scenery here. We get like a cool like Dark Souls waterfall in the background. Love it. With a, It's not a Dark Souls. I can't just call a thing a Dark Souls waterfall. It's just a beautiful waterfall yeah, Chris, with a cave underneath it, mix as it all up. waterfalls are supposed to have. This is definitely a Shadow of the Colossus waterfall. What are you doing, Chris? I agree. Get shit I right. agree. I agree. My, my apologies. <laughs> I was getting my um, my gamer facts mixed up. Um, I, love th- I love the fact that the horse just walks into the water and doesn't sink. I, th- I think that's mm-hmm. super cool. And walking through a waterfall uh, is super dope i thought that maybe that this chick was just like living in this cave for a moment and i was like man it's got to be really annoying if to get wet every time you need to go get yeah, into your house yeah it's not something but, uh, i want to deal with umbrella instead they walked maybe i don't know yeah umbrella i guess or maybe like a secret button like she's yeah. magic she probably just like some has like james an bond bad cave shit or something yeah i don't know yeah 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 give me my bat umbrella please but um, actually it gets better because not only does do you have a dope waterfall cave entrance but then it opens up into a little like valley with a ruined castle it's not even fully ruined. Some parts of it look like it's whole. Some parts of it look like it might have central air. Other parts of it um, are like overgrown with with uh, brush, and, and uh-huh. the the ruins are being overtaken by nature, which is the best thing that can possibly happen to a ruin, a structure of any kind. Truly, <laughs> one part is just a hamburger, um, but it's in the, it's a merry-go-round, but in the shape of a hamburger. I was gonna um, I was gonna I was gonna so, mention the hamburger merry-go-round. Yep, that's yeah, another yeah, that's cool a, part. A, that, Merlin gets distracted cool for place. half the episode over there. <laughs> He's like, okay, you're gonna go do the meet your mom or whatever. I'm, I'll be on the hamburger. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be on the hamburger merry-go-round. Call me when you need me. Yeah. I'll be over here. Um, I love, I love this castle situation. Like, I love that Merlin will just like the show. Merlin will just throw this out because, like, they're a day's walk or a day's ride. No, I guess they did have a campfire, so like they are no more than maybe thirty miles. How far can you get on a horse in a day? Probably. I like, don't know. But, like, let's say 50 miles away. Like, they're, like, 50 miles from Camelot. There's this hidden castle behind a fucking waterfall. It's dope. It's so cool. It's just excellent. Yeah. Um, they go in, and the first thing that they see is um, that nobody well, is Arthur, there. Arthur's like, oh, there mu- she must be a sorceress. And Merlin's like, I don't know. She didn't look like she was using magic. And Arthur's like, oh, what would you know about magic? Now, you take away the irony of that statement. He, I think Merlin would know a lot about people using magic considering there's been not like three tournaments in that very location where a person <laughs> used magic to try and kill arthur or uther not to yeah, mention like, the the magic hijinks they get up to like every week they are every they both single episode bore witness to a man vomiting a frog just yesterday <laughs> i do just you, and also arthur do you remember the time that like a witch like sang a song and possessed you and i saved you from her like i know yeah. a lot about magic my remember dude remember when your around. dad married a troll Two weeks ago? Da- Do you remember when you killed a unicorn and I went into a labyrinth and had to drink poison? Like, so all yeah, stuff Arthur, I think I know a thing or two about magic. And if you don't yeah. mind, that hamburger looks like it needs a pickle. You'll find me See over you there. See you later. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go be the pickle to that I'm burger. I'm going to go be the pickle. <laughs> <laughs> so they go inside. 
Um, Margos is like, hey, what's up, dude? Great to see you. Um, I, um, I'm glad to see you have accepted my challenge. Okay, here's here's the actual challenge. Uh, she she appears. She's very ethereal. She's not wearing armor. I think she's wearing a dress. She, whatever. She probably looked cool. I can't remember. Uh, she, she comes. She out looks amazing. She looks great. She's like, here's your here's your challenge. There's a chopping block. I'm holding an axe. I want you to put your head on the on that chopping block. Here, this is your this is your test. And Merlin tries to stop this, but Arthur, desperate to know about his mother, he agrees to it. And he puts his head on the chopping block, and there's like a long moment of suspense. For a second, I thought that Mer- Merlin was going to ruin it all. It was like, she's not yeah. actually going to swing it, but she's going to make it, and Merlin's going to ca- do something. Um, this is the reveal. No. Mm-hmm. That w- weirdly, that was what I was afraid of because we know she's not going to kill Arthur. That's not going to happen. <laughs> um, no, no, but I was worried that Merlin would screw this up somehow, but he doesn't. Um, and he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. She lays the axe down, uh, congratulates him for passing the test, uh, proving his word to be true, uh, and says that she will grant him one wish. And he says, I want to hear about uh, my mother. And she says, perhaps you'd like to see her. And Arthur responds, more than anything. And she says, as you wish. Uh, and this is all like, to me, this feels like genie talk. Um, I don't know if mm-hmm. you watched What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show. Um, there's a bit in this current season where like one of the dudes like summoned a genie and he just has a bunch of wishes. And there's a <laughs> long scene of them. He's like, he, d- he wants the biggest dick in the world, right? Like that's what his wish is going to be. And he decides. They get through all of this legal process of like, but I don't want you to make my dick the biggest dick in the world by making everybody else's dick smaller. Uh, <laughs> like, you got like to go you, you avoid the monkey's paw version of this. You, you got to get the wish yeah, specific. I mean, and this is uh, and this, which I thought was a really great joke. <laughs> it's yeah. a perfect like way to teach somebody very, a lesson. That's very good. Um, but uh, this feels like very specific language. Like, would you like to see her? And he says, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, and he's, as you wish or whatever. So like, I feel like there's some there's some sorcery shit. There's some happening. genie speak. There's some genie speak. Mm-hmm. Genies are always tricky. I I don't think we give enough respect to genies. I'm just gonna say that I'm, culturally, I don't think we give up enough respect. Uh, respect. Um, <laughs> If uh, if you have any like that that whole that whole scene by the way because the genie like at the end of it, um, I hate to spoil a joke on a on a currently running TV show but the genie is like there's a, a moment where he's like you know making dicks bigger is like most of my wish game <laughs> and like these guys are really really good at it and then the the best punchline is at the end where they they come to terms with it and they you know he gets the big dick and he looks down and he's like wow this is a really great dick and the genie says you know I was really surprised it's only like an inch bigger than the one you had before. <laughs> Pretty good. Just, pretty good. I don't know why. I just, just I don't know. I'm just now. I'm just telling jokes about that other people um, have written. I'm sorry. All right. Like, so meanwhile, Sir Leon, aka Sirloin, tells yes. Uther, "Hey, we couldn't find Arthur," and um, Uther is of course freaking out. And then when the knights mm-hmm. leave, it's just Uther and Gaius alone. Um, and he, Gaius says that more ghosts named dropped Egwene. And um, yes. he's afraid that Morgos will reveal the secrets of Arthur's mother to, or uh, of Arthur's birth to Arthur. So that's definitely a big fear. But Uther can't do fucking do anything about it. So, and we go back to our ruined castle uh, where Morgos is. We're in like the Litten's moonlight Litten? celestial garden now, dude. What's going on here? Yeah, it's so fucking dope in here, dude. I love this. Uh, she lights a bunch of candles. Uh, Merlin is like, hey, you know if if you do this, this is some straight up magic shit. Like Uther is going to be really mad. And Arthur says, Hey, you know, maybe Uther is wrong about his, about magic. Like maybe this person hasn't done anything to harm us. She's been on the up and up. Everything she said 
that she would do, she did. Maybe not, I think he says, surely not everyone who practices magic is evil. And of course, this is like a direct line to Merlin's yeah. heart, right? Yeah. Like this is this is something that he thinks about a lot, and he like he's astonished to hear Arthur say this because up till now Arthur has kind of just, if not like been enthusiastic about murdering a bunch of magic people like Uther is, he's at least followed in his father's footsteps about banning magic. So the idea that Arthur could potentially overturn this this concept as he takes over the kingdom is something that's very important to Merlin. Um, and it's just that moment of hope that uh, is later going to be completely crushed mm-hmm. out of Merlin that I just really the, the, the writers didn't have to do this. Chris. They don't have to like, crush they could just like make that. this pretty casual. Um, so Margos is ready. Uh, Arthur walks over. Um, I wrote in my notes that she begins the smell because yeah. I wasn't looking yeah. at the yeah. So I, she, she, but begins she begins the smell, the and everybody's like, "What's who's that spell. stranger in my butt? What's going on here?" Um, yeah, she's she's performing like a summoning ritual. She's got candles lit. She's doing the whole thing. Merlin can feel the magic. Um, it's happening. It's happening. This is happening. And then a woman appears. And I thought at first that she only appeared to Arthur, but it seems like everybody can lay eyes on her. Um, and, and yes, yeah, this is Arthur's mother. This is he knows Green. immediately. I guess this is supposed to truly be her. They embrace, and she says how happy she is to see him. And he's so overcome with emotion. They start to let this boy act, and um, he's so sorry everything obviously he didn't kill her you know he was just born but you know you can see this is this little boy who's never had his mom and and he feels that that regret almost that that he could have taken her from this world um and and it's emotionally powerful as this is like you're almost immediately put on edge because you know he starts saying i'm so sorry uh i you know i because he he believes that she died because of him mm-hmm. i'm so sorry i did, you know i did this and he's she's like no it wasn't you it was uther who carries the blame um and then he's like wait what and she's like no we shouldn't talk of such things yeah. and we shouldn't do it and i'm like are you leading this dude on like is this this is all like to me this reads is almost completely fake right like this is all a setup. that's it, so uh, i'm this, torn this, on that because i don't quite know is this really supposed to be her? Is this really supposed to be her spirit? Is she... I mean, I can understand how she maybe would be bitter about it and, like, bring it up and sort of blame him, but then sort of not... But Or did Morgos just, just conjure all this up from thin air? I, you know, I don't know. She's telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, well, She's I think, got an uh, angle. <laughs> she's got an angle, and I, as we get into this... Um, so, Arthur's not content with that answer. Uh, so eventually she, he gets it out of her and she tells the whole story that Uther was desperate for an heir. She wasn't able to conceive. So he betrayed her. She went to the sorceress Nimue to help conceive a child. And then he says, she says like a boy made of magic. You can see like Arthur's face is just collapsing. Yeah. Like his whole world is collapsing. Um, and then she says like to bring a life in this way cost a life. And Uther knew that. And I feel like that this is our, our our signal that this is like a setup and is fake and that this isn't the real like mom ghost or whatever. Because way back in the episode where uh, Uther is confronted directly by Nimue, she tells him the same thing. She's like, you know, you knew the cost of this. And he says, I had no idea. Oh, I would yeah. have never done yeah. this if I had known. Which I think um, I I th- either it's an inconsistency somewhere, but I actually think I believe Uther. Because in that scene, I think he was owning up to so much other of his bullshit. I could definitely sort of believe that he he's either so far up his own ass that he refuses to acknowledge that maybe par- some part of him knew that or he just genuinely was like, we're going to do this thing and it'll be OK. And he didn't actually think that she would die. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like uh, 
like I, I, I totally agree with you. I feel like Uther probably did this thing without knowing the consequences. Uh, and, and now th- and that's like the reason for his wrath against all of the magic people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is the moment that you realize that uh, Morgas is using this creation and the knowledge that she has of what happened to affect Arthur to get him to do the thing that she wants him to do, which is to go murder Uther yeah, yeah. and see the, the downfall of Camelot. Um, and, you know what we see, what we see in the as as Ygrain says like don't let this knowledge change you I love you, and then when the spell ends Morgoth says you know I can't bring her back I hope this knowledge doesn't you know I, I'm sorry that you had to learn this way it's an unforgivable betrayal and then she just walks you must off. be really mad at your dad huh <laughs> it's it's a really like just fucking like of all of the plots and scheming that we've seen this is really really elegant like Merlin is not even suspicious he has no idea what's going on there's no guy in a tree that he yeah. can set on fire so he has no idea what to do with his life right now <laughs> he doesn't know yeah he's like I'll be up I'll be back at the hamburger I feel like I should have stayed out there <laughs> it's very funny to me um um yeah so yeah but yeah guy um there's no i wait i don't want to jump too far ahead here let me see um because he knows he knows the truth now yep. and even if the even if there was an angle being worked it's still the truth um okay so so yeah they, they go back he's to just, oh yeah merlin tries to talk to him about him he's like hey are you all right man and he's like get the horses get off that fucking cheeseburger and he's like it's actually just a it's just a hamburger, hamburger there's but, no um, there's no cheese i'll get the horses oh, like, i don't have the, time for your shenanigans merlin get the fuck out of here <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, and, I agree. It should be a cheeseburger, but okay, all right. I'll get the horses. I'll get the horses. They roll into Camelot. Uh, you can tell that Arthur is extremely upset. Uh, he jumps off the horse. He doesn't wait for Merlin uh, to like kneel down so that he can climb off on using Merlin <laughs> as a stirrup. Uh, instead, he just jumps off the horse, grabs his sword, uh, and yeah, then, and like, that sword makes quite the, the sound effect when he when he pulls oh, it dude, out. Oh, dude, the sword sound effects in this episode are great. Uh, yeah. And then. Gaius kind of shows up and Merlin leads him off to the side and reveals what they have learned. And of course, Gaius doesn't deny it. Um, and Merlin is extremely angry. Like everybody, he's a hypocrite. Like if Uther did this, he's a hypocrite and everybody should mm-hmm. know. Why didn't you Gaius tell me like, this is ridiculous. And um, Gaius can only think about Arthur. Like, you know, I, I don't I hesitate to, to even wonder about what, what Arthur will do when he finds out. And he's like, well, he already knows. And that's when Merlin realizes, it's like, oh, I should have probably followed my, you know, yeah, the prince yeah. with the sword going after his father. <laughs> Whoops. And uh, yeah, Arthur, so Arthur storms into the, into the throne room. I guess this is the throne room, whatever, the chamber. He's fuming. He's losing his mind. Um, and he, he throws all this new information into Uther's face. And Uther just sort of like very casually denies it. Um, he's like, no, Morgos is lying, you know. Um, she's obviously tricking you in some way. He's keeping his cool. That's how he's trying to angle this. Um, but Arthur is just like literally starts screaming at him. He's like, "How many hundreds of people have you killed in, for magic? When you're a hypocrite and you're a liar, he's absolutely he, like he's he's really cutting loose in a way that we've never ever seen Arthur act before. Certainly not towards Uther. This is a totally different side of him. And as Uther stands there and demands respect. Arthur throws down the gauntlet um, and he demands that Uther pick it up. He draws his own sword and he's like, I don't care. Like you pick that gauntlet up at this point. Everybody has been sent out of the room. Uh, Sir Leon is told to, to lock the door, not let anyone in. Um, yeah. He's like, pick up your sword or I'm going to kill you unarmed. That's what Arthur says. I want to, um, I want to get into like, you're my son. You won't. 
I, I want to get into some of the things that Arthur accuses him of uh, because it's it's pretty vicious. Like this is what fe- you know fuels your hatred of magic. The fact that you did this, that you can't blame yourself. You have to blame all of the magic users. How many hundreds of uh, have you killed to ease your yeah. guilt? You're nothing but a hypocrite and a liar. Like this is this is rough stuff. Um, and I think it's really important to note that as you mentioned that he like casually just denies this stuff, but he's like actively lying too. Like he's like, yeah. I don't oh, know yeah. what that oh, witch yeah, yeah, yeah. told you. And like, we know this story to be true. And even at this point, Uther is not willing to tell the truth and to come clean about it. And I love that. I really, really do because it's so like, it's such a gray area for this character, right? Like it's, it's, it makes it so much more interesting that he doesn't either come clean or he's not like maniacally evil. He's just like desperate to protect this thing. Just I'm just going to have mm-hmm. to keep lying because I don't know what else I can do as, besides lie. Uh, yeah. Especially in the face of this like overwhelming anger because Arthur, as he throws the gauntlet down and he marches towards and he threatens to strike his father, he has tears in his eyes while he's doing it. Yeah. And like, as you mentioned, Uther is like, you're my son, you won't strike me. And he's fucking wrong. Like Arthur, like slashes at him, and Uther is only barely able to block with his own sword. Um, yeah. And then they start fighting, and boy, if you thought the fight between Arthur and Morgaz earlier in the episode was like really intense and kind of scary, this is like a, on a whole new level. Uh, and I, I just, I really appreciate the intensity that this scene, is, that, like mm-hmm. that both actors bring to this this scene because it's for sure. It could have just been like a, a real like rote thing, but you really genuinely feel the anger and you really genuinely feel like Uther is a shitbag, but also maybe not quite the shitbag that he, he is made, made out to be at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really mm-hmm. interesting. It is very interesting. It's giving like sort of a, a, I mean, not to compare it to Star Wars, but this reminds me of Return of the Jedi and then the final confrontation between Vader and Luke when they're just like, Luke is losing his mind like and just hammering away at him. And that's sort of what's happening here is Uther is... He's trying to get Arthur to calm down, even though Arthur's sort of in the right. Uther's lying, but it's just like this really, really emotionally charged scene, and it's we've never we've never seen this before. I don't think this, this is the first of its kind. Sort of, there's never been quite an emotional fight like this before. No, not in really. Merlin, mm-hmm. and it's and it's not. It doesn't last very long, but it's it's good. When we talk about like sword fights having a purpose in like a script or whatever, I think this is this is. A, this is one of the good ones. It's not like they're doing anything, you know, as far as the actual fight goes. That's super extraordinary. But the emotions being communicated are, are really strong. Yeah. And this is, I mean, I think this is something that Merlin, the TV show, specifically excels at. Like, it feels like a lot of these fight scenes are meant to do something. They're meant to progress something other than just like, hey, let's have these characters fight at each other. Um, Because this is obviously a very emotional scene and it's intercut with Merlin like rushing in. He's trying to get in. um, And eventually like he's blocked by Sirloin and he he yells at Sirloin like, hey, that they're going to kill each other. We have to get in there. And as they go to break through, uh, we see Arthur knock the sword out of Uther's hand. He shoves him back into, I don't think this is the throne, but like, Uther's chair in the dining room or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck, mm-hmm. um, and he holds his sword up to his neck, uh, and he's he's about to kill him. He's like literally about to kill his father. He's gonna do it. He's uh, gonna do it. And Merlin comes in, and you know yells at Arthur to stop, begs him to stop, and Arthur doesn't. He's just he's gone. Like you can tell, like he, he all he's too fired up at this he's, point. He's too emotional about this. Like his whole world, he feels like his whole world is broken. And Merlin does the thing. And I feel like this is a brilliant moment in the episode. Merlin does mm-hmm. a thing that is so unselfish, I guess is probably the best way to describe it. He tell he says to to Arthur, Morgaz is lying. 
Um, and as he does it, like you can tell, like he he does not want to it, say this. It hurts it's, him so much to say it because he's now he's labeling magic as evil again. Exactly. He finally had some approval from his friend, and he has to throw that away to save his friend. And you know, he, it, this gets through to Arthur, um, and Merlin says this this is what she wants. The kingdom will be destroyed. This was her plan all along. Um, and then there's this other really interesting scene between Arthur and Uther. You know, Uther at sword point where Arthur demands that he swears that he did not kill, that he did not do this thing. And Uther fucking swears about some shit, but not what, not really anything yeah, that yeah. that's important. She's doing some genie speak again. He he's didn't doing specify. some genie speak because he's like, I could never do anything to hurt her. Um, and which is probably true. Like he probably did not know that she would die for this. He, mm-hmm. knowing Uther, he probably thought some rando citizen would die, right? Exactly. Like, some random, exactly. He probably just thought he was like, he, that's probably how he thought Tom died. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was like, just go sacrifice go, somebody. I don't go, care. Go murder poor dead Tom. He's already dead. And yeah. <laughs> Nima Way is like, uh, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> yeah, come on, bro. Come on. Um, and I and all, that- it's funny because thinking back on that conversation, Nimoy's like, I wouldn't have done it either <laughs> <laughs> if I had known how things were going to play out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you've made everything suck really hard, my man. And it's so it's so good because he, he is he's maintaining the lie at all costs. And Arthur just takes this at face value and kind of collapses in the chair with this, in this like emotional wreck. And Uther like from the chair grabs him up and it's like you mean more to me than anything um and it's just Arthur's just like crying here and he's saying he's sorry it's so emotional it's like I feel you feel for him you just you feel his pain you really feel his pain in this scene it's a it's an intense scene it's emotional uh and it's it's so filled with like deceit like and and interesting character stuff Uh that I just I just the only one who's not doing anything or being or doing any deceiving i guess doing any lying is arthur of course yeah um and that's why you feel as as the viewer it's you're you're just you're seeing everything that's happening to you seeing it being pulled in three different ways and everybody else is lying and doing this or that and just like arthur i don't want to say poor arthur he's the prince he's not poor arthur but poor arthur like he like he just wanted to see his mother and he just wanted to have some truth about his past and it all led to this and he's just like he collapses defeated crying literally two seconds ago he said i am no son of yours or something like this is this has been pretty intense for him i um i I love this i think this is good and then we cut to a different scene which i think is heartbreaking where um merlin is in arthur's chambers and arthur is thanking him um for you know talking about killing his father and says you know you showed me that those who use magic are evil and dangerous, and I can't thank you enough for that. Um, and you can see, like, Merlin, as the camera cuts to Merlin, he's just smiling on the outside and just devastated on the inside. He puts a big smile on his face, yeah. but he has, like, watery eyes. Like, you could, it's this fake, cheerful, this is the worst thing that's ever happened, but I have to do it for your happiness. Because at this point, like, they're besties, right? Like, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're besties who flirt, um, and this is Merlin's life, and this is somebody that Merlin wants to accept him for who he is uh, and can't now and has actively done mm. something to prevent that from happening in the future, which has to fucking just kill Merlin. And again, underscored in the next scene when he goes back to the lab and Uther is there and Uther Whoa. calls him a, a trusted ally in the fight against magic. And he entrusts Merlin with the task of watching out for magic users who are going to prey on, on Arthur's, you know, naivety, right? Like, 
for it's, like two seconds, this almost seems like it's going to be not a nice scene, but there's some sort of like, Merlin, you are my son's friend and I respect you. We've had one of these scenes before. Mm-hmm. I always joke about him not knowing Merlin's name, but it almost seems like it's going to be that. And then it turns quite a little bit at the end there. Yes. Uh, and it, yeah, he, 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 he rounds this out by saying, if you tell anybody what happened, I'll, I'll hang you myself or whatever. Uh, and Oh, sick. Thanks, dude. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, guy. Um, and in walks Gaius. And Gaius is like, what the Was fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, like, why is that dude in my house? That's I'm a free man. He should not be here. Uh, but um, Gaius wonders, like, hey, you know, you could have you could have easily let Arthur kill Uther and your life would have been easier. And Merlin, of course, says, like, I can't put Arthur through that. Yeah. And, and Gaius says that he is proud of Merlin. Um, and then Merlin kind of makes a joke of, like, wow, I have Arthur thanking me. I have Uther you know, telling me I did a good job. You're proud of me. Like, I wonder, you know, this newfound popularity, I wonder how long it's going to last. And this is the part of, it's the only part of the episode, very, very fucking end that I absolutely hate because they make it like a lighthearted joke out of this. And they're like, because every episode with Merlin, almost, almost every episode ends with Mm -hmm. like a ha 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 kind of moment. And I feel like Merlin would just like, especially with Gaia saying like, he's proud of him would just be fucking devastated at this. Right. Like would just not be able to, like I feel, I want this episode to end with Merlin like going into his room and listening to the Cure for a while. Like I just yeah, he needs a break, dude. He needs a break. And I get that the 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 positive thing that we're supposed to take away from this is Uther dying would be good. I think I think most, especially for Merlin. But it just feels like that's the good thing. But as he said, of course, he could not let Arthur do that to himself because Arthur would never forgive himself for his actions once he cooled off once you know he laid his father to rest that guilt would haunt him forever because that's the type of person that arthur is so i think i think when guy says he's proud of him he's like i am i'm proud of you for putting your own safety aside for the sake of your friend but that still fucking sucks for merlin and he still deserves a night just listening to to boys don't cry in his bedroom (laughs) i just i want that dude to have some release after this like to have some like it just it just sucks that like oh it's a everything is a joke in Merlin land uh, because they do such a good job mm, up mm. to this of all of this emotional stuff and Merlin having to do this like big lie to effectively save Arthur's soul right to keep him from destroying not only his father but yeah. himself in the process it it has to be devastating to Merlin and I just really hate it that it ends with like a. a basically them like getting a couple of beers and go into the pool or something right. like it's just it's just it right. feels totally totally off for me otherwise what a fucking fantastic episode right great episode and we ended off with just with one one more scene of Morgos um scrying through her giant crystal and she sees arthur and uther being all buddy buddy and she ain't happy about it that uh, that scene <laughs> Because she's looking through and like they're both signing papers and like clapping each other on the back or something. It's really <laughs> fucking weird, man. Uh, yeah. Um, this somebody just told a really great uh, Sir Leon's off screen, and he just cracked cracked pretty wise. In oh there. yeah, he, 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 he nailed had it. Both yeah. of the pen dragons busting up. Absolutely nailed it. Um, yeah, what a great episode. The introduction of Morgaz. We're definitely going to see her again. Um, I mean, obviously, like they left some some of those threads dangling. Uh, the continuation of like what is with Morgana why is she the ward of Uther in the first place like what is she what else is Uther hiding this like drama between Arthur and his relationship with his father I think is really good like just what a fantastic episode after all overall I agree I agree Um, and then next week Arthur excuse me Merlin kisses a girl 
I, I didn't get to see the preview because for the first time, Netflix was like, we're going to skip it. Okay, bye. I was like, whoa, what? Oh, You've yeah. never skipped the outro before. What's going on here? Yep. Uh, I do remember I do remember this episode, though. Yeah. Merlin kisses a girl. It's going to be good. You think I would ever forget Merlin's first kiss? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's ingrained in my brain. <laughs> right next to the Targaryen dynasty. Um, yeah, that's right. Aegon. Other Aegon. <laughs> Aegon the second. Uh, uh, any last thoughts? Chris. Great episode great episode uh thank you everybody for continuing to listen to that are writing in that are communicating with us on twitter and various other social medias we very much appreciate that uh it's it's exciting doing the show and knowing you're out there listening to us uh thank you to all of the patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week who continue to support the show if you'd like to do that go check that out immediately there's links in the show notes uh, if you want to buy merch, we haven't mentioned that, but uh, if you like our logo, like uh, Sydney oh, yeah. Dean did our logo, she I think she still has stickers on her website, which is also linked in the show notes. And then we have shirts and stuff that you can buy um, if you want the cool, really cool SHKK logo. Uh, and until next week, we love you. Bye. Bye. Hello, Chris. Do I sound normal? Um, no, you sound a little anxious and maybe a little depressed and kind of well, kind of hot. That is that's normal for me. Oh, but okay. does my audio okay. sound cool. normal? Cool, 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 cool. My bad. Uh, your audio is cutting out a bit, but also I am apparently down cutting out downloading stuff. So I'll just I'll just pa- I got full bars. I'll just pause this download of Bob's Burgers season one and uh, <laughs> bro, save the download of a BBS one for later. I got that's a later date thing. Um, I just want to make sure I have the right mic because. Discord loves to update and then be like, hey, new audio device detected. Do you want to use it? And I'm like, no, no it's the same one no, as always. it's always the same thing. Come on, you fucking... It never changes. You absolute moron. Freaking idiot. I am... Uh, so I, I had to move from the regular podcast to, to my bedroom because I need an air conditioner. I don't have an AC in the other room. And I'm standing in front of my... 55 inch tv because my laptop screen is broken so i got that hdmi into the fucking tv so i can see what i'm doing so i am one inch away from discord right now have you um have you ever thought about making a uh, like a redneck air conditioner for your podcast studio i i mean i, I don't well i'm gonna ask you what that is <laughs> but i do actually have an extra air conditioner i'm just too fucking lazy to put it in because i'm in there one day a week yeah. for like an hour and a half but still Maybe I'd be in there more if it was than just if that it, time. If the air in it was I conditioned, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, what's the, what's this thing you're describing? Oh, it's just like an, you take an ice chest, you put some ice in it, you cut a hole on one side, and then you cut a hole on another side, and then you like do a little duct to a just a standard like box fan, and then it uh-huh. it sucks hot air in, cools it down, and blows cold air out, and you just fill it up with oh, ice, wow. and then you're done. That's 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 redneck air conditioner. That's fun. You rednecks got some good ideas. Hey, I don't identify as a redneck, sir. <laughs> yes, my my apologies. God my apologies. damn it. <laughs> it's hard to keep my thoughts straight because 
I've adopted like a whole new personality. You're an MCU and lover now. Is this is this? I'm the, an MCU guy now. You're an MCU guy <laughs> my, now. This yeah. is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, well, we talked about it. I don't know if it was last episode. Yes, I think. I think it was last episode in the in the outtakes because Blade is coming out. Yes, and I, I'm you know big big Blade, big Blade guy, guy over here. Yeah, yeah. Didn't know it was part of Marvel. I didn't even really know it was based on a comic book actually. Um, but when when you told me everything you told me in the in the outtakes of the last episode, I knew. I knew it was my time. It was time. So Your time has come. Last week, I worked from home pretty much every day last week. So, like, just had had movies on in the background. And then ended up, like, I finished work, and now I'm just going to sit around and, <laughs> and watch five movies. So, last week, I watched Iron Man, Iron Man 2, whatever I watched, third, Thor. Thor. Was thir- third was Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain America. The first, and then the first the Avenger, and then the Avengers. So I knocked out I knocked out phase one of the MCU. It's, now I had seen most of those except for Captain America, which I'd only seen the beginning of for some reason. It's wild that 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 phase one is just five movies, and like phase four is like sixteen movies and three yeah. and eight TV series, and none of it makes any sense like, whatsoever. It feels so manageable right now, but I know I got a lot coming. Today I started Iron Man three, and I didn't have time to finish it, but because unfortunately I do have to work. How is this like all this of the, just, it, all of this stuff is like so old now, and I still go back to it. I have a lot of affection for it, um, and it's weird because when these movies started rolling out, I wasn't like when it comes to Marvel comics. I've always been on the X Men side of the X Men mm-hmm. v Avengers kind of thing. I read Avengers comics, but they weren't my favorite. Like Captain America, not my favorite guy at all. Like least favorite comic book dude of all time when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, all into. Cyclops, Jean Grey, Wolverine, Sabretooth, all the X-Men team like was super, super into that. So when they started rolling out these movies, and it was after like all of the X-Men movies had come out, I was like, I mean, okay, Iron Man is okay. Like they seem to do a good job with this. And then the Captain mm-hmm. America movie was like, Oh, this is a war movie. And the Thor movie was like, Oh, okay, I guess. Like, I don't really care about Thor. Like, I think this all all this is very stupid. Uh and now I am so into it that when I go back and watch these movies, I'm like super fucking into it. Like I'm ridiculously yeah, into it. I will yeah. cry at watching Captain America: The First Avengers when the when the plane crashes and he's just thinking about Peggy. Like I, I get emotional just yeah. talking about it. I got emotional. I was texting you during it. I was mm-hmm. like, "What's going on? What's happening to me?" And it's I've been so cynical about it because it's easy to get cynical about a popular thing that you're not really into, especially if you're me. Because my whole thing is I'm a contrarian asshole. Um, but. Uh, and I and I have like complained about how, um, the, you know, like the Marvel quips, like everybody's so quippy and funny, like while they're doing action stuff, and that's now very much bled over into like the mainstream video game type thing. And mm-hmm. I just I found it very annoying. And yet, when I watched all of these movies last week, I just like I loved it. I had so much fun every step of the way. And I was like, I want them quipping. I don't want them being super serious all the time. Like I, this is a fun movie, and y'all have been so spoiled. I mean, maybe maybe sh- movies get bad, but I always see so much, not as much with like as like Star Wars or something. But I do see a lot of uh, like anger sometimes. Like if a movie, if an MCU movie just isn't that good, but it's like even if fifty percent of them are bad, you still have what like twenty good movies. Yeah, dude, and it's <laughs> that's incredible. And it's gotten to the point now that like um, a, a real good example, uh, relatively recently. Um, so in the last couple of years, they've been doing these Disney Plus streaming shows, right? So we've gotten uh, WandaVision, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, uh, Moon Knight, Miss um, Marvel, and I feel like I'm forgetting another one in there somewhere, but it, Loki uh, has his own show. Um, and I have liked almost every single one of those quite a bit. Like, I could rank them, and I think I have on my other podcast, but I, I mean, like... Mm. 
I have liked almost all of those, uh, except for Moon Knight, which just it was fucking like it was just anesthetic to me. I just I just fell asleep. I just I would just go to like it was the most boring shit in the world. And then I look around and there's a bunch of Marvel fans that are really fucking into it. And then like Cole, another dude that I podcast with sometimes, who doesn't watch Marvel stuff and was only watching that because of the creators uh, had made some other movies that he really liked. Uh, he loved it. He he was all he was all fucking into all this Egyptian weirdness and everything. Interesting. So, so, but I had to like I didn't get on like Twitter and be like Moon Knight fucking sucks or anything yeah. like that. I did <laughs> I talked shit about it on my podcast, but I feel like that's the time and a place that that's you the should time talk and about. place. Yeah, yeah, that's the time and place. Um, I know. I just and I get that there's there's like a general cynicism about the fact that all of cinema is kind of just is Marvel or is trying to be Marvel. I understand that, but um, as somebody who's totally outside of this. It is kind of crazy to step back into it and be and just be like, dude, like, what are the odds? Like, who, you know, there's three Lord of the Rings movies, and that's it. There's three good ones. Well, then there's the three Hobbit movies, but that's kind of the problem. Like, the fact that they can make so much with so many different characters, so many great actors telling these huge stories, like, that's just, like, unheard of in movies. And I get that maybe everybody's a little exhausted by it at this point. But when you step away and you really think about what they have accomplished, it is pretty. It's pretty fucking cool. It's, it's pretty insanity. exciting. It's absolutely insanity. It's 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 akin to like it's something that I don't think a lot of, I don't think a lot of like media dudes really appreciate it. And I and I totally understand. Like a lot of it is comic booky nonsense. Some of it is filmed, like the actual like working mechanics of it is all filmed kind of in a very sterile fashion it's not lit particularly well like everything kind of has the same kind of texture and tone throughout and if you especially because i've done this before like watched a bunch of marvel movies and then go watch like a real fucking movie by like a real fucking movie guy you know what i'm saying you go watch a michael mann joint or something like and then you're like oh yeah this is what someone's making love to the to the to the frame via the camera Mm -hmm. right now like this that kind of stuff uh, but I'm I'm with you, dude. Like it's just it's just popcorn movies, and yeah. it sucks that they have gotten so popular that like the inevitable backlash happens because they're just fun movies. And if you that's exactly dig it. it, if you dig the characters, you're they they do a really good job for the most part of telling those stories. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I've said this to you before. Like the weird thing about those movies to me is that the more you watch them the more you get invested and the more you will like previous movies like by the time you get to ragnarok and you watch thor 3 ragnarok and then you go back and watch thor 1 you're like oh yeah i love this thor guy and it's not because of anything that happens in thor 1 it's because of the charm and funniness in thor 3 that you like that dude right captain america is the same way like that first captain america movie i think there's a lot of heart to it but if, if as you finish all of the phases and as you go through like the Infinity War saga, like it get to the end and then you go back and watch, like you'll, it'll just break your heart again. Like it'll just make you even worse, more sad about that dude. So it's 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 fun is the best is the best way to describe it. It's nice to just be able to fully embrace something. And I don't want to say that my standards are low because I watch a lot of anime, <laughs> but that might <laughs> going from something like that to you know this huge production that is literally intend intended to entertain children it's but it's just has so much excitement so much heart to it it's it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun i in 2008 when i rented iron man from netflix i watched it no i don't want to say i watched it reluctantly i didn't have a lot of interest in it i just was like okay whatever we need something to watch this weekend so i'll I'll rent it and was really surprised that i liked it so much because i didn't think i cared about iron man at all i kind of liked spider-man i liked the x-men and i had an interest in thor because of his hair probably Mm -hmm. um 
But none of that existed yet. It was just this Iron Man movie. I thought he looked like kind of a douchebag. Um, turns out that's on purpose. But watching it again last week, I was like, okay, this is still like a really just solid three act movie. Like they just, it's just a good ass fucking superhero movie. They get it's, to the point. It's just fun, dude. Like it's just, it's just a really good time. And I think there is, there's a conversation to be had about Disney like sucking up all of the media and stuff. But at the same time, like De- definitely, definitely, they just, they just released Miss Marvel, which was like. A, a show about a Pakistani teenager getting superpowers uh, and a, a character that was near and dear to everybody's hearts to like almost universal acclaim. Like everybody fucking loved this show. And it's, it's yeah. because the show was good. Like every once in a while, they just fucking nail it to the point where it's like 10 out of 10 every time mm-hmm. the, the third Spider-Man movie. Or wait. Yeah. The third Spider-Man movie was like that with all of the weird shit that it did. Um, they just they just fucking kill this, and there's like really complex shit happening throughout all of this stuff. Like, I don't know, man. It's it's just the, the Marvel stuff is really really weird, and it's in a weird place because uh, if you start like if you pay a lot of attention to the like the the meta conversation around mm-hmm. MCU, like the what are they what phase are we in? Who's the big villain of this phase? Who's the big villain of this? Where does this all lead up? Like, who is the Thanos or whatever? I think you can get kind of exhausted and kind of tired but if like i don't know man like they made six series they made six episodes on a chick that is a great character in the comics that i never expected them to bring to life right yeah. like it just it yeah. is just it's really nice it's really good mm-hmm. they look like they're, they're, gonna, they're gonna fuck up that she hulk show but you know that's okay <laughs> it does look a little strange i've seen some of that it does look a little strange but mm-hmm. um you know what do, what do i know um yeah iron man sick it's like that that's probably like plot wise like the most solid straightforward movie of phase one um Thor, I think, is the best with the world building. That's where they start really bringing in all that other extraterrestrial shit, you know, other worlds. Because they go goofy on Thor. They just go for it. Like, look, I mean, you look at Loki's horns, like his whole getup. Oh, like, dude, all right. it's, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Thor, um, I think, is, is where you get, like, the immediate problem of, like, we don't know how to do villains. Uh, because the, yeah, I think the end yeah. of that movie is just, like... A big dude shooting fire. It's just from a big dude. It's, it's, it's literally just a big dude that Thor. It's, it's like a mid-tier Dark Souls boss. It's just like a yeah, mid-tier, yeah. like random RPG enemy. It's Crucible Knight, dude. It's, it's a. It's, it's just a Crucible Knight with less armor. Like that's all it is. Yeah. Like that's it's a. And that that problem um, is going to be is going to be persistent too. Like uh, as you get into especially Thor two, um, that movie's fucking incredibly bad. But like some of the some of the sequels <laughs> get uh, get they just don't have a good villains. Like they just can't figure it out. Um, and they don't figure that shit out until like way later, and they're just now getting to the point where like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So yeah, um, yeah. Over overall, good times, good times to be had. I think Captain America probably the best like character study. Yeah, that's probably it. Into but it's Easy. like that one's just I don't really care about the plot. I don't care about um, Hydra and stuff. I mean, I know they'll probably come back or something, but um, I just liked the story of uh, Steve and um, and his dead boyfriend. Um, but yeah, and then you know, Avengers is just I I'd seen Avengers before. I actually think I've seen it like twice before. But it was nice to have like the full context of every character like fresh right there. Um, and that movie, yeah, it's just fun. It's just a fun time. I, I was <laughs> I'm watching this in 2022, being like, oh man, Black Widow is in Iran too. I forgot about that. This is sick. <laughs> like they just oh they put Hawkeye in Thor. Like he's in there for one scene. They were playing it ahead. Like just I don't know why it just just watching it now like with everything i know about where the series goes or don't know um that stuff was just was just really fun it's fun um, that's like yeah. all of that all of that stuff too i think really 
really really works on me like all of the weird like hidden stuff that they 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 hint at like there's things that you can go back and like find in previous movies that they were like setting up future stuff and it's just really fun and i think really good i think that's what it is is when i watched this stuff the first time around i didn't know what they were hinting at i didn't know what they were setting up because i had zero knowledge of any of it but with just my surface level knowledge now seeing certain little things here and there i'm like wait a second that's a thing. I know that's a thing. I've seen that thing on Twitter before, and and realizing it's not going to come up for a really long time. Um, yeah, that stuff is cool. Started so, Iron Man three. So Didn't wait. know that was just like a movie about PTSD. Just real which quick, which is really to, to go back to what you just said. Like when you were you're recognizing stuff. Like, are you literally doing the Captain America thing? The gif where he goes, I get that reference. <laughs> like, are yeah. you doing yeah. that? Yeah, literal yeah, yeah. Thing? that was me. That was me. <laughs> Yeah, Iron Man three PTSD, dude. Uh, I was shocked and amazed when because I I went into Iron Man three thinking like oh, Iron Man two was kind of lame. Um, I don't really like where what, what else are they going to do with this character and like actually shaking him up and having him be like, oh, I am fucking scarred from this battle mm-hmm. uh, that that took place. Like I went to space and dropped a nuclear bomb on a bunch of aliens and now I have problems. I is, got problems. Yeah, he feels is, like he's always got to be in the suit and shit and like. The suit attacks Pepper in the middle of the night by accident and, like, all, all that stuff. He's just, you know, he's super hyper aware. I hope they handle it well. Cause, and then the villains, not the villains, but these people who have clearly been, like, experimented on and fucked with are all just, like, wounded soldiers. So this they're saying something with this movie. They're trying. Uh, they're I, get, trying I don't to. know if they'll nail it, but they're trying. Yeah. And I appreciate that. This one, I have, again, haven't finished yet. Seems like it's actually the most interesting story so far. Not the best, but the most interesting story so far. Because it was a little bit... A little bit left field with some of that. Um, I think, yeah, very you, cool. Wait, I think I don't know what your list is looking like, but after that should be Cap Two, uh, Winter Soldier, and I think that you will be fucking enthralled with Winter Soldier. You will love that yeah. movie because it's, it's. I have seen it before, but again, without any without any like, sort of. Context, I didn't have the context yeah. of the first movie or anything, so I need to. Uh, I I was telling Autumn about your MCU adventures, and she was like, "Are y'all going to talk about it on the podcast?" And I was like, "Probably." And she's like, "Well, you need to tell the story about how you made me watch Avengers." And uh, this poor woman, uh, she will go to any movie that I want to go to. Like if I'm like, "Hey, I really want to go see this," she'll be like, "Okay, cool, let's go." Mm. Uh, she she is, you know, we'll watch X Men shit, whatever. For whatever reason, like with the Avengers, uh, I watched like Iron Man, I watched Thor, but then I kind of got like, I wasn't like super into it. So I just kind of fell off of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the Avengers movie was coming out, I was like, well, we got to go see it. So uh, me and Autumn, we went to lunch. Um, we cruised by the drive through daiquiri shop. We pick up a couple of Dax. We head to the theater. Um, got to lock o- in the Dax. Got to lock in the Dax, dog. The triple shot banana rum punch. What? It's great. Uh, it's a $14 drink and it gets you fucked up, but you're in a movie. Who cares? <laughs> um, so we go to the movie and we watch this movie and Autumn uh, immediately goes to sleep. Like probably 20 minutes in, just falls asleep, does not wake up throughout the entire thing, wakes up groggy, no, no idea where she is. Uh, and I, I just thought that was like, oh, okay, she doesn't like these kind of movies, right? So I just like started watching all of the stuff by myself i didn't even like get her in on it but one day she's like hey i want to i want to check this out and she gets dramatic she lo- fucking loves captain america and by the mm-hmm. time we get to the avengers she watches it and she's like on the edge of her seat fucking clapping and cheering having a great time like perfect popcorn saturday afternoon movie and i'm like well what happened in the movie theater she's like you fucking dumbass you didn't w- make me watch any of the other movies i had no idea who these fucking people were <laughs> <laughs> none of this shit made any sense a hulk was there captain america just showed yeah. up and started talking nonsense like none of it made sense and i was like you know what i may have done you a disservice by this <laughs> i jumped you Dude, ahead a little bit i said this to you and 
Mark Ruffalo, is, he kills it more than anybody else in that movie, and I never, ever would have thought I held that opinion. But there's the, it's became a meme. That's almost more how I know it, of him saying, like, oh, that's my secret, I'm always angry, and then he turns into the Hulk, and everybody's like, oh, because the whole movie, they keep asking Mark Ruffalo, hey, what's your secret, bro? Why aren't you hulking out right now? And, he says, <laughs> and then, so, having that in the back of my head, the first scene where he shows up in Avengers, like, his eyes are, like, borderline, like, watery, because he's so fucking angry. And I never, and maybe I was sort of projecting onto him what I like am perceiving, um, but I was like, dude, he looks like he's so fucking mad, but he's talking really calmly, like this, like somebody who is absolutely about to lose it, but is just keeping their cool, like right on that surface. I don't know if I'm giving him too much credit, but I thought he fucking crushed it. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it sucks because because of some weird licensing thing with Paramount, they can't make a Hulk movie. Uh, like they, they they can't make very weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some, and I don't. That's not, I think that's just rumor, but that's pretty much like accepted rumor at this point, um, and that's the reason that they haven't done it. So Hulk shows up as like a strong number two, <laughs> which is which is what I take after a night out. Yeah. Am I right, Chris? Yeah. Right. He's, hey. he's he's like big sidekick energy on a bunch of movies, and he's great. Like by the time you get to Ragnarok, like that's that's some of the best Hulk, and then by the time you get to um, Infinity War, like like they change that character dramatically over the course of the movies, and it's it's really fun. I'm, I mean, really looking forward to him and She Hulk because it's um, mm-hmm. him kind of training a young Hulk, and it seems like it's going to be like almost like a wacky rom com kind of thing. It's his cousin, like they're they're not dating, but like it's it's got that like rom com energy because like she's a a young you know a, a young a lawyer. lawyer. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Um, and that gets into some cool stuff too, because like the premise of the show is like, oh, we're creating a uh, superheroes are popping up everywhere. We're going to create a legal firm who represents superheroes in the legal system. Like, a, and like oh we God. need we need a superhero uh, lawyer. Hey, dude, there was one time in the comic books that uh, Daredevil had Spider Man dress up like Daredevil so that Daredevil could defend Daredevil in court. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> That's some shit right there, dog. That's some shit. That is some shit. That is some shit. Speaking of Spider-Man, I watched the Tobey Maguire one from I think 02, whatever yeah. the first one is. Mm-hmm. I, re- I had movie. to rent it. I rented it on YouTube cuz Jess and I decided we wanted to watch that. She really liked that when she was younger, so um couldn't find it fucking anywhere. And I was like, whatever, I have YouTube hooked up to the TV, so I'll just I buy, I'll rent it on there for three ninety nine. And then on fucking Monday, 2 days later, they added it to Netflix. Oh. You bastards. God damn. <laughs> That's I a that's a wacky three ninety nine. That's a very wacky movie. It's fun, but it is yeah, a very yeah. wacky movie. Very much. Uh, okay, let's talk about Merlin so that I can get off the podcast and go finish Iron Man three. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> 